This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Here we go. It's hour one of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Our radio row coverage continues. Brought to you by... Low T Center and Best Buy Windows and Siding General at your service. There's Brian Bros, former Cowboy Scout, NFL executive. Lucius Alexander is in the Pim Cup at Master Control. Woolchuck and Chia Follow are here. Carter Freeman's coordinating your video. DJ the DJ Pride Moore, yeah. remote engineer. Here he's been doing a hell of a job. And uh, Tim Collins is uh, producing Radio Row for us as well. And uh, very mid, fair to Midland. He's, very mid. He's very mid. I think we got Aiden Hutchinson over here about to do some uh, football and with the wings and the bounties. Yeah, dude, I, that, that's one that I really want to get involved in. I would like to I would like to spin those bounty paper towels into those target holes and see if I can come out of here victorious, feeling like a Super Bowl champion myself, having dominated the single greatest competition that Rady Rowe has to offer. It is. I, I My money's on you, Chief. You're a football man. Okay, speaking of football men, I was at dinner last night with my man Walt. We were chilling over here. Uh, having the best mashed potatoes of my life. Ooh. And he said, oh, Mike Zimmer just got the job. Why does that make you happy, Wolchuk? I'm excited about Zim. Uh, at 4 o'clock, we'll do a little bit of a deep dive on some of the things that he does well with his defensive scheme. But he's a guy where pressure is king, and he is very good at disguising his coverages. He's not necessarily going to be blitzing all the time, but he does an excellent job of crowding the line of scrimmage, overloading each side of the offensive line, and then confusing quarterbacks to where you think maybe a nickel safety is coming on a blitz. He's going to peel back. Instead, it's a linebacker coming pressuring the A-gap. So uh, he's a guy that I think is, is when it comes to some of the defenses, like a Steve Spagnuolo you're going to see this weekend against Kyle Shanahan, he is one of these defensive minds that it seems like schematically matches up well with some of these modern motion offenses that have been giving the Cowboys and Dan Quinn's defenses trouble. Brian, it's a fellow Krusty and a buddy. I know you got to yeah. love it. Yeah, uh, it's not done. It's not done. Not done. No. What's going on? They're, uh, they're still in negotiating talks right now about the contract. So uh, last night, I know that uh, Tom Polisari, he has a great relationship with Mike. I was hearing that uh, that they're still negotiating going on right now for the contract. So do you think Polisari got ahead of this thing? I think he might be. I might might be first in to win kind of a thing, but uh, it might be on our show today that we uh, we break some news make about it official. The, make it official. But there there is some uh, there's some things that uh, that they're going to have to say with the old dot the I, cross the T bit. Yeah. We're working on that right now. Yeah, I okay. wonder if uh, Polisari is in the know on what, what the issue is. Is it years? Is it money? He's probably shaking in his boots right now. When well, a guy like Polisari puts his neck out there yeah. for, for a situation, all of a sudden it, he gets burned by it. Like, he's supposed to have some well, level of credibility. We'll see. This thing, this thing will face. likely get done. The problem is it's not done. That's the thing we're dealing with right now. Here. Sounds like yeah, Polisari was trying to get first to the first to the yeah, news. Yeah, and he's friends. He's friends with Mike, so you know he's trying to get in there on it. But yeah, we'll we'll see. The Cowboys are, are working in that direction. Well, we know a couple of things. Any coach is going to try to get as big a bag as possible, and Jerry Jones is going to try to, you know, uh, really jip anybody he can. There, there you go. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah. kind of that's there, the there angles is, that you is, need there, to look there is at. There's no limit to the amount of Scrooge McDuck 
that can be interjected into that man. Yeah. I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a game to him. You know, I think it's the, the biggest game that he plays is trying to negotiate all these deals and, and win them. You know, yeah. I, I think that's you know, winning these negotiations and is, is what kind of gives him uh, satisfaction. And it's really weird. You, just, you, you can't take it with you. Your kids have more than enough. Why, why are we being weird about this? You always say, I'll write the biggest check. You know, why don't you want to take care of your employees? Why don't you want to take care of your own daughter? You know, these are questions I have for this man at this age. Why he would want to leave such a, at times, cruel, when, it, when you look at how the NFL have treated their cheerleaders, especially in his organization. Um, but, you know, why, why would you want to leave a legacy where you're not taking care of people? Yeah, that's the... Uh this is this is the you have all the means in the world. Well, this is the business People with much less yeah. or much more generous. This is the business that we we deal with. You yes. know that, that it's that it's that billionaire DNA. If, if, I don't know anything about if it. There Can't was, to it. If there was if this was Will McClay and there were four or five teams going after him right now, yeah, you damn right they step up and do what they have to do to get things done. But, it was you know, this is something that Mike is you know Mike wants the gig, but let's make it a, a fair deal. I like what you're saying there, though, Gavin. But uh, now this wasn't a, a Paul Sorry thing. I didn't see David Moore because we were wondering Mike McCarthy and Mike Zimmer. Yeah. That relationship was that going to be more of a Jones hire, or was McCarthy kind of in on Mike Zimmer as well? David Moore in the morning news said that McCarthy actually reached out to Zim later in the same day Dan Quinn left to go to Washington to see if he would be interested in becoming the Cowboys' next defensive coordinator. So I don't know. Are we yeah. buying that? Are we not buying that? Oh, there's there see was, a lot of respect in that division over the years. There's a lot of there's a lot of like there's a lot of reporting going on right now. It's kind of it kind of needs to be. Well, I mean, well, checked. David David Moore has a story in the morning news about how Jerry finished this deal while while working the red carpet last night. Yeah. Are you how are, how sure are you that it's going to get done? And get I'm, finalized. I it's got to be a ninety eight percent right now. Yeah, right? I think it, it's going to come down to like the, are the Cowboys going to come a little more with uh, some of the you know with the. With the uh, with the finances and the stuff. cash money, yeah, yeah. I think I don't think that I don't think you know. I think Zim would like to do it, but you know, are you get into a situation where all of a sudden you do it for a year, low money, and you get blown out again. Well, you know, who wants that? I, I I like what Zim stands for defensively. I had an opportunity to read a great article today uh, in blogging the boys from David Halman, kind of breaking down his trends. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it got me pretty educated about, you know, what he stands for. And I think it's exactly what the Cowboys need. Lots of pressure, um, you know, and probably better linebackers. You know, that's something that I think Mike Zimmer is going to insist on. So I think it gives you a good chance of being maybe even a better defense next year if you have Mike Zimmer. I, you know, he, he's been the king of these, uh, what are they called, um, What's it called? The, the the kind of pressure, the simulated pressure. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry, Brian. I'm slow to the uh, pickup. No, I was. I know a scout like you. You you know you've been watching this stuff on film for 20 years or so. But no, I was trying to I was trying to think of what words you were going for because I yeah. was like thinking, okay, he's going to say something simulated. But, okay, so good. the simulated pressure is something that's been hot in the NFL for the last two years. He's been the king of it for two decades. Yeah. You know, so that's the the key is like, are you going to bring pressure and are you are you going to show me an ability that you're going to integrate the modern trends? And I think you have a pretty good chance of those things happening with Zim. Yeah, I do as well. And and from a coverage standpoint, is it are we talking about kind of a press man yes. in your face, bump yes. and run yeah. kind of deal? Like yes. the aggressive, I think the overall aggressive nature in which he plays all the simulated pressure things that you were just discussing there, Dawson, I think is huge. And hopefully he continues to evolve that um, and then, you know, be able to, you know, 
know, implement all of the, you know, the, the, the opposite of pre-snap motion for an offense. You know, defensively, it's disguising guys moving around, and then at the snap it looks all Constant. different. Changing the picture, so hopefully yeah. that's heavily involved. I think a lot of the defenses these days are teams that are able to blitz um, and blitz well, so all of that is good. And I think he's certainly the right emotional hire. Like I think this defense needs a guy that's that's gonna you know red forming you. Yeah, you know, he's, he's they, ready they to put need his to boot your rear the end ass. a little bit. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and on okay. Kobe Keith week, that's exactly what this uh, this country it, needs. Yeah, right that's now. right about that. Well, they have yeah. to figure out now too because the Dallas just lost Aiden Derdy to Seattle as yeah. a defensive coordinator. So now, did Palisari write that? No, this is this is coming. I think from, that was Palisaro. Oh, okay. So this is coming from another another source, but the why are you watchdogging them like that, Wolchuk? I don't know. The, the thing, it's getting late in the day here, right? So the the thing is, though, the uh, to me, now you say if you do get Zimmer in here, is your defensive line coach here, Sharif Floyd, who's on staff here, yeah. played for Mike Zimmer at Minnesota. You know, would you know Andre Patterson is the defensive line coach with the the defensive line coach with the Giants? Is he available? So. Mike's going to have to navigate some hires here, uh, you know, with some guys, and hopefully he'll get the right guys for the combination uh, when the job becomes official. If you have feedback, the truckwreck.com fan text is open here at 877-881-1053. Please leave the name and city you're texting from so we can make you famous right here in the G-Bag Nation. Uh, pretty cool to see C.D. Lamb get the uh, NFL moment of the year last night at the NFL Honors. Most dominant wide receiver season we've seen in, in a while from a Cowboy. Franchise record for catches and yards. Racked up eight 100-yard games in the regular season. Four consecutive, as well as seven games with 11 catches or more. And he won it for, what was that, a 95-yard touchdown against the Lions? Yeah, 92 is the uh, play where Dak's able to avoid Baker, the blitzing linebacker. It looked like he was about to just get blasted for maybe a safety. Fights out of that and then just slings it 50 yards down the field to a wide-open C.D. Lamb who trotted in for a touchdown. Incredible play. Best thing that uh, Mike did, I think, this year was getting C.D. involved. Yeah, target, hey, target your good players. The more, the merrier. Uh, that's always been a concept that works. We haven't seen Dak or a coach be able to do that. No. You know, it's been like, oh, hey, there's Amari Cooper with another three-catch game. How many times that happened? Yeah. And how frustrating it was that we, we couldn't get the ball to the best player. seems like, a, you know, that should be line one. And, uh, like, Jason Garrett and probably Kellen Moore, you know, were more interested in letting the defense dictate where they wanted you to go with the ball. So they'd go away from the pressure constantly instead of finding unique ways to make their superstar more available to catch passes. And by and large, they were absolutely good at getting C.D. Lamb involved. But even for, for them, it took them, you know, C.D. Lamb having to light a fire under him a couple of yes. times. They're like, hey, what are we doing here? San Francisco stands out. He disappears for a while in the Miami game. There were a couple moments throughout the season where C.D.'s like, hey, don't forget me here. What, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's your best player on offense. Uh, by a mile. skill player, yeah, by a mile. Yeah, you, you, you got to get him the dang ball, and you know, hopefully they they get somebody um, in the backfield that that can help him carry the load. One twenty two one eight Mavs over New York. We are trending up, fellas. Uh, I was told, well, you know, when we got Kyrie Irving, eventually things would get weird. One year in, still have not seen a single sign of that. We now have, you know, uh, a quality in the front court. Like I don't know the last time we've seen the combination of what you have now in Lively and Gafford. Uh, I, I think P.J. Washington is going to add an element. So I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm excited. And I'll, I'll get excited about basketball unnecessarily. You know, sometimes I, I, I buy into the hype too much, guys, but I, I think this is real. We're going to take a, a step forward here over the next couple of weeks. And we don't know how good this team can be. 
look, oh, Luka and Kyrie are healthy. Three-game winning streak. You know, you're like, oh, well, who have they beaten? The Knicks were banged up and they traded guys and whatever. Well, it's like, yeah, they would lose to bad teams. Right. You know, when they only have Luka or Kyrie lose to anybody on any given night, now they're whacking teams and taking care of business. And I think this is about to get really, really fun if those guys can stay healthy. And you've got the potential of adding Spencer Dinwiddie as well. It's and Exum's coming and back. We, and Exum yeah. coming back. And, and Dinwiddie was behind the bench last night in New York at the game. I think they are going to add Spencer Dinwiddie again. And hopefully that's another depth piece. They added rim protection depth they got bigger they added length i mean look some of these guys might not be household names especially a daniel gafford but they're going to find out exactly who he is in the next coming weeks when all of a sudden oh my gosh we've got an extra big we don't just have to rely on Derek lively i think nico harrison did an excellent job yesterday yeah yeah i think it's a much more well-rounded situation i still don't think it's title contending uh but it is definitely if you have health if you if you have health with your main dudes I think this is a team that could could potentially win a playoff series for sure. Okay, Ohio State's going to hire Chip Kelly as the offensive coordinator. Isn't that weird? Yeah, Chip, I guess, does not. Uh, he wanted out of UCLA. I mean, we heard the rumors of him getting some looks in the NFL. You know, Washington was one with Dan Quinn. They went with Cliff Kingsbury. A couple other teams were interested. And now uh, it was Bill O'Brien yeah, who was Bill, going. So he, he get he's that? getting the head coaching job at Boston College. Okay. So with uh, the Boston College head coach, Fraley, uh, going to the Packers right. to be their defensive coordinator, now uh, Bill O'Butchin is going to go be the head coach at Boston College. Well, I missed that one. And so, yeah, it just happened. So Chip okay. Kelly is going over to be the Ohio State offensive coordinator with Ryan Day. Mets GM uh, Billy Epler suspended through the World Series by Rob Manfred concluded he directed the team to fabricate injuries to create open roster spots. So go ahead and cheat and take a World Series but don't you dare create roster spots by faking injuries Mm. in pro sports because you want to make your team more competitive. (laughs) Worst commissioner in sports history potentially. (laughs) I mean, heck, I have no problem with this suspension. I mean, it's, no, it's wrong. It's, right. it's a violation of the rules, but it's just picky and choosy. It is. It is. Oh, we don't want to punish you because that would be bad for the game. Well, sometimes, Even though you, you committed the worst atrocity on the game in a century. Sometimes there's overreactions to situations. Yeah. I think they overreacted. That's, that's what happens when, you know, the whole thing, that we, we went through that with Ezekiel Elliott and oh, all yeah. that, and then the massive – you know, these, these massive suspensions, and then all of a sudden, oh, it's one game and two games for something far worse than maybe what even Ezekiel Elliott did. So, yeah, it's it, it, these corrections back and forth, the way they do it, is, uh, it, 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 it's mind-boggling in a lot of ways. It is mind-boggling, indeed. And uh, we're here on a Friday with you, uh, GBAC Nationals. We only have a four-hour cruise today because uh, we got to get to the airport. Uh, so the get right's going to step in with Reggie and company at 6 o'clock this evening, and we salute them and thank them very much uh, for, for letting us get out of town. Okay, G-Bag of the Day is coming up at 2.30. A proper round tripper. A little uh, short round the bases, Wolchuk. What do you have? We've got a former Ranger that's retiring in some spring training storylines. That's next. Welcome back, Nation. I know we have Biggest L, Biggest Dub coming up at uh, 3.40. Just got a huge dub and avoided an L. When I stood up from that last segment, I turned around and Thierry Henry, the legendary player from Arsenal, former player of the year, former greatest striker in the world for about four or five year run, is standing right behind me. So I break out my phone and I'm like trying to position to get ready to ask him for a quick selfie or something because he's going to go on this talk sport over here behind us on Radio Row. And another guy, a British bloke, uh, was like rushing him to do the same thing and Henri got pissed. 
Oh. He's like, man, don't, don't, you don't, you don't, you first must ask me. You must first say hello, and then, then we can do the thing, right? And uh, so that guy got like swatted from a legend, which that would have been me. Yeah. You know, wow, so I, yeah. I got a dub, avoided an L in the same like 10 seconds. Well, I think we got a big show dub coming up here in, in Krusty's Corner. Yeah, we got Michael Gelkin tweeting out stuff. A contract between Cowboys and Mike Zimmer, their pick for defensive quarter, is not yet finalized. Three people close to the uh, situation said no change from Thursday evening. Process ongoing. Okay. Wow, look well, at this. We're hopeful to have. It uh, ain't done until Krusty says it's no, done. And Brian, Brian's going to let us know as soon as this thing's official. Uh, and we're hoping to get Greg Ellis, former Cowboys first-round pick defensive end, who did he play played, with yeah, Mike Zimmer, Zimmer, for yeah. Mike Zimmer, uh, coming up in Krusty's Corner as well. Segment's brought to you by Soda, and it's brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Frankel and Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks and DFW. If your loved one's been in an accident, contact the Frankels, 214 or 817 Go to truckwreck.com. Here's the woolly bully. With Let's that. talk some baseballs, shall we? We got uh, former Texas Ranger. Gosh, was he a legend here in Arlington. Two-time AL Cy Young Award winner, Corey Kluber, is retiring. Gentlemen, your fondest Corey Kluber Texas Rangers memory is? Oh, I'll never forget the way he looked in that uh, Sunday best powder blue. It was one of the greatest half innings of baseball I've ever seen pitched, man. What a good, what a good run. Interviewed him at spring training that time. For a second, just that one uh, <laughs> off season he was here. That huh? interview yeah. lasted yeah, that longer than his training. He was yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Time that was diamond. a dominant inning, though. It really How'd was. It go? Was it a good interview, Dawson? <laughs> it was a great inning. <laughs> it was cool. Was yeah, it? he was very unsure of how it was going to go. Yeah. You know. <laughs> like, well, and, understandably, and in, in hindsight, they gave up uh, Manuel Classe <laughs> to go get him. Very unsure of how the interview was going to go or how he was going to come back. Yeah, his yeah. comeback from injury. Oh, okay. Well, he uh, ended up sustaining several more years. Now he's going to go ahead and retire. What a tremendous career, though, for Corey Kluber. And it's a bummer that it didn't work out more here in Arlington. What takes me off? Off is uh, not there right now. Is he he did the the five seconds in a Ranger uniform, and then next thing we know, he's no hitting us in a situation. Yes, he went to the Yankees, and of course had that <laughs> no hitter at Globe Life Field. That absolutely <laughs> did happen as well. Uh, we do have Shohei Otani. I mentioned this last week. He was confident that he's going to be in the lineup DHing for the Dodgers on opening day. He is swinging one hundred percent after his elbow surgery, and uh, he wants to act like quote a rookie in his first camp in LA with the Dodgers. I don't think that's possible. Your Shohei. Otani, the amount of attention you're going to be getting uh, is going to be absolutely unreal, but it seems like everything's in line for him to be there opening day. That's going to be a blast for Major League Baseball to see him in the uh, the Dodger blue. And the Rangers, you know, we, we still don't have uh, any updates on Corey Seager. We know the surgery went well. He's hopeful to, of course, be available opening day when they get to unveil the World Series championship banner. Mm. Hopefully we will be there for the G-Bag Nation leading into their opener against the Cubbies. But we got some storylines heading into spring training, which we will be there at Surprise Arizona. But how about, uh, you know, the starting rotation? I think that's going to be the topic of conversation for the first half of the season. And they are going to be without Jacob deGrom. They'll be without Max Scherzer, their new acquisition, Tyler Malley as well. These are uh, players that should hopefully come in, be able to add to the starting rotation post-All-Star break for the stretch run. But they go to camp with only five healthy starters on the 40-man roster after making assumptions that maybe Cody Bradford will be the number five starter. You've, of course, got John Gray, Dane Dunning, Nathan Avaldi, and Andrew Heaney. It's going to be pivotal for John Gray, as we've talked about, the consistency for him, 
but they've got to make sure they stay healthy. Like Evaldi's the guy last year that dealt with, we know, some injuries. John Gray's a guy that's kind of been in and out of the rotation as well, or else you're going to be relying on some of your guys like an Owen White, a Jack Leiter, maybe a Jake Latz, whoever it might be, some of these arms in your minor league system. You are going to have to call on them because you don't have a lot of other options while you wait on some of your depth in your starting rotation to get healthy. Yeah. Hopefully you find a diamond in a rough situation. Man. And they hopefully, did it last year with Cody Bradford. Yeah, a guy sticks, and, and you see some good signs from him. I think they're going to have uh, they're going to have enough in the way of offense to combat this. I think most of the way. Can I yes. ask a question here, please? I want to hear Dawson's plan for how he's about to get a picture with this guy. Are you still Are you still going to? Oh, dude, hey, I think that? he's going to drop the headset and go. I, I do. I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't I think, think I really have a plan. Have to go on the move, bro. You know, the the last thought I had was as he walks by, I'll just salute him. You know, okay. I thought that might be appropriate. Maybe a headbutt. The, the, French, the French salute, like, is the British like this? And the, but he's French. Yeah, what about yeah. a what about a attaboy uh, tush slap? Oh yeah, dude. The Butt way slap. Yeah. I think the the way that he he tore that guy up right there was on par with how the former players T.J. Hushmanzad and the other gentlemen were Lavar. unappreciative. Okay, yeah. they hate being rushed here in this setting, right? Yeah. They really want a cool, laid back, like yeah. "Hello, sir, nice to meet you," yeah. professional type of deal, not fans rushing. And I feel too fan. I got fan energy in me right now. That's exactly yeah. what happened earlier. I know. We want to stood up, and I'm thinking Tossin has got a plan that he's going to get. I did. Full Zidane and just headbutt him if you want, right in the chest, World Cup style. I could. I, I was thinking about. I was thinking. I, sorry, I, I googled his nicknames. One is El Doctor, which is pretty cool. He yeah. doctors the ball up pretty good. Uh-huh. The other one was TT, but that, that seems like too personal. That's you know, so I can't TT. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that he had his like his soccer shorts on, and Eric would sneak up behind and pull the shorts down <laughs> and push him over. Oh, just do the whole pants and push. <laughs> and I like see a TT. And then all of a sudden, then, yeah, and then, then Dawson's <laughs> on the ground like getting a picture with him. Now. We tried to get the Emmett Smith picture earlier. <laughs> That's not a uh, flop. Emmett was leaving so fast after his hit with Gojo. Yeah. My I, gosh, we were chasing after him, but we were, then I, I, I was like, no, it I, was I can't do this. He was clearly leaving Radio Row. That was his final interview. He, he had mentally checked out at that point. I did, and I feel bad. This should have been Walchuk's knuckles that have no. the remnants of Emmett Smith's knuckles on his hand. Uh, but it's mine. Oh, you caught it? I got a good fist bump. I got an Emmett fist bump. He did. But he was moving so swiftly. He, fast. Yeah, he had his whole team around him. I couldn't stop and say, hey, my 33-year-old best friend here has a fat head of you 32. on the ceiling above his bed, and he really wants to take a picture with you. It's not weird. Trust me, it's only slightly sensual. All right, sitting down with us now is one of the best pass rushers for the Cowboys of uh, the 2000s. Greg Ellis with us here on your home of the Cowboys 105.3 The Fan and a good afternoon sir. How the heck are you? It's great to see you. Man I am doing great. It's good to see you guys as well. You know what I mean? Cowboy Cowboys country, Cowboys world. Let's go. Uh, We're going to keep pushing until we can get this Super Bowl thing over the hump. Yes sir. Um, It didn't happen in my time while I was playing. That's a shame Uh, but I'm not going to give up on them. No, no, I don't think many people are, although frustration might be at an all-time high, Greg. I've never yeah. seen this many legends come out as vocally as they have against what's going down. Yeah, I think it was – I mean, it was so shocking because, I mean, 2007, I think it was, we, we had like 13-3 and three season. Mm-hmm. We lose against New York Giants in the yeah. play, playoffs. Yeah. But it was a competitive situation. But when this year, right, when mm-hmm. the Cowboys lose in the playoffs, we expect for them to win that game against Green Bay. But when they lose, it, it – it didn't seem very competitive, right? Yeah. You see tight ends running down the field wide open. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, they running the ball right up the middle on us. So it just it just wasn't a competitive situation, which that's why I think you have, you know, Emmitt and, and so many guys coming out vocalizing that. Do you think something needs to change with the leadership of the organization? Well, I mean, what 
what they felt needed to change did change. They, you know, brought Zim back in as a defensive coordinator, which I per se think that was a good decision, if you ask me. Okay. Um, I mean, he comes with a lot of structure and a lot of doing things the right way and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think that's going to complement the offense a whole lot, in my opinion. Okay, now there has been news maybe over the last 15 minutes that our man Brian Broaddus was part of breaking. It's not done yet. Okay. Just to pass that along to you, but we're all hoping okay, here it we does. because yeah. we're, we're hopeful. Like, Fingers crossed here. Right. Jerry, just with Jerry, though. You know how what it, the Jerry's trying to do right now in this negotiating. Shake him down. Oh, yes. Trying to shake him down a little bit. <laughs> yes. By the way, I had to draft Trey Thomas. At Philadelphia to handle to this deal with Greg. <laughs> Dallas. Yeah, we had once, yeah. once Dallas picked Greg ahead of us in Philadelphia. I, you know, immediately we look at our board. We're like, well, God, we got to take Trey Thomas. Hey, oh, yeah. first. No doubt. No. Uh, but Greg, more into Mike Zimmer. Uh, hopefully, this does get done. Yeah. But what can you tell Cowboy fans about his defensive philosophy and, and what he can bring to the table as he returns? He's had tremendous Man, success. You know, it's it's about Zim and I are really like on the same page about a lot of stuff. We are not healthy life people because both of us are workaholics. Mm-hmm. But I respect him because I'm right there with him. You know what I mean? Burning the midnight oil, standing there watching film, doing things the right way. That's what Zim, I know this is what this man is about, right? And so he's not going to leave a stone unturned. Um, you know, playoff comes, big games come. It's 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 not going to lack any preparation that he did from week one to hopefully, you know, preparing for a Super Bowl. Um, that's what I know for a fact about Zim. He, he's, he's, he's on every little – he is the coach. I can't – what I'm saying right now, I'm talking about – and I love and respect every single coach that I've ever blessed to play under, and I'm going back to middle school. Because all of them poured into me sure. and helped me become who I am. I can't think of another coach, though, that covers the details better than Zim. Wow. See, because what we're hoping for is that he's a guy that, even though he's old, that experience works for him. Because yeah. the NFL, like, the coaches need to be more adaptable than ever. How is he adapting to whatever new wrinkles are being thrown out by the offensive schemes in the NFL? Well, that's just it. You know, paying attention to the detail and figuring out, like, okay, I mean, we're uh, – we were still in Dallas. Might go around, and Zim still was there as the coordinator. And what's the name? The old, old everybody calls him the old ball coach from um, Florida. Oh, oh yes. Steve Spurrier. Steve Spurrier, Spurrier, right? And it's preseason, and I'm talking to Zim one on one. I'm like, man, Zim, what are we gonna do? Because Steve during the pre that preseason, yeah, no, he was he was lighting it up, man. He was putting command up a whole bunch of points, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, Zim just was real calm about it, uh, but. He, he took to studying, right, and, and figured out, okay, we need to do this, this, and this. And they didn't put up a lot of points against us, if you would. Yeah. So he's a proven entity, in my opinion, that, you know, he's going to figure out whatever offense you've got going on, he's going to figure it out. And even if you try to get him with a new wrinkle, like at halftime adjustments, he's real key to say, okay, this is what they're doing. We have to adjust to it. And he forces his coaches to make sure, hey, man, just don't be out here. Pay attention to every little bitty thing, you yeah. know what I mean? So we can see, you know, did they hit it in the B gap? Did they hit it in the C gap? You know, did the end do what he's supposed to do? Did the LB feel what he's supposed to feel? And so my time in coaching, my short time in coaching, still, you know, coaching them. Well, I just resigned, but still looking to want to coach. I pulled a lot of my stuff from Zim, and it served me very well. 
Yeah, I was I was going to ask since you have such a great relationship with them, would 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 you throw your hat in the ring, get in there, and show these uh, pass rushers a thing or two? Uh, yeah, I think that's a possibility. That's cool. a possibility. Just lost our defensive line coach, Aiden yeah. Dirty. He's going to be the uh, Seahawks DC. So there's no. You're saying great. See, I'm taking this a different way now. <laughs> <laughs> it's Greg Ellis yeah. here with you in the G Bag Nation. Yeah. yeah, Greg. You know, we, we, Zim's a guy. He's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you played for some coaches. I mean, I, I believe at North Carolina, you played with Mac Brown. Mac Brown. Right. Uh-huh. Very, very calm. Very kind of you know maybe. Yeah. But Zim's kind of a guy that, like, he lets you know. Yeah. If you're not getting it done, he lets you know. That, yeah. that, you know, you're, you're from a different era. How yeah. do players, you think, in this era handle what Mike Zimmer potentially, or is Mike Zimmer maybe mellowed out a little bit? I don't want to use the word mellow out. Yeah. So whatever, whatever is what synonym that you can think of to still mean mellow out, yeah. that's, what, that's what he has done, in sure. my opinion. Uh, but I think he's still, you know, hard and about the business of football and doing things the right way. Mm-hmm. But I think his approach yeah. to addressing guys has, you know, just some adjustments. I'll say it that way because you're right. You know, times change, people change. And so the era that we're living in now, it's a different way you have to approach um, these the young men, if you would. Yeah. But still, you know, you got to get your point across. And we don't – we still are not in the day – where guys don't want to be good. Right. They wouldn't play this game. I don't care how much money they make, and they can say it's about the money. But I'm like, when you was in the seventh grade playing football, you didn't get paid. Mm-hmm. Right. But you still did all that hard stuff to help you become a better football player. So somewhere in there, you love football and you want to do good and win football games. So I think, Zim, um, guys will respect once they see where he's coming from and understand, hey, man, you may not like me, and I'm talking about if I'm Zim, you may not like me, but if you trust me, and that's more important in football, right. trust me even more than you like me, trust me, and as uh, Jason used to say, then trust the process, if right. you would, yeah. and I think we'll all be happy at the end of the day. Is Zimmer uh, sort of the, the most, like, foot-in-your-rear-end coach you ever played for? Oh, <sighs> uh, foot-in-your-rear-end? Hmm. Yeah, because he ain't going to let you – I mean, the steps and, you know, all that stuff, he's on that. that yeah, he's about that, that life, as, we, as the young kids say. He's about that life, <laughs> yeah. right? And so, yeah, he, he's really going to every little thing, man. But he understands. He used to tell me in the football game, Greg, you go, you, as we say, you got to let it eat. So let it go, right? You know, you're going to make some mistakes. Um, don't be like a robot out there. Right. But he's a coach that really emphasizes perfect practice, right? So if you don't get it right, in, and he and I – fit together on that because I'm that guy, right? I want to get it right, be perfect, but I had to learn. And he he was part of the coaching staff that taught me, you know, when you get in the game, though, you just got to let it eat, you know? He, he, he taught 98 to eat or, or refined your techniques yeah. on the way to 84 career sacks, the career high 12 and a half in 2007, an exceptional Cowboys career. Yeah. Greg, what can Micah do to be even better and maybe approach D-Ware level? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't put too much on a guy and teams have to be careful about that in my opinion right he's a great pass rusher and we all know that right Mm -hmm. but when it it just works crazy sometimes sometimes when you put so much on a individual and you tell them okay we're gonna line you up over here you're gonna do this you're gonna do that you're gonna line you up over there it's like you know what man in my opinion my experience it's like i know he's real good but don't don't take it away from them 
by separating him so much from the team. Okay. Right? You can't just, to me, you can't. It's Michael Jordan is a basketball player and an athlete that you can do what I'm saying not to do. I've seen Michael Jordan do that, right? He's mm-hmm. been the guy, and everybody knows he was the guy, and, you know, he got three people hanging on him, but he's still going to take the shot. There aren't too many guys out there who need to be treated that way, including Greg Ellis, mm-hmm. right? But when you start trying to treat everybody that way, it takes a very, very different athlete to be able to handle that because your preparation tends to go down sometimes, hmm. subconsciously in my opinion, right? Okay. So I just say, man, you got to make sure you're using them Allow him to play towards his strengths. I hear when they say, okay, he's going to play a defensive end. Well, the thing you have to factor into that equation is playing on the defensive line is different than standing up rushing the quarterback. I, I did both of them. As a defensive lineman, my years of playing defensive lineman, I can't play a whole game, mm-hmm. right? But me, when they move me to outside linebacker, I'm sitting there like, wow. I should have been doing this forever, <laughs> right? You can right, play right. the whole game, yeah. you know what I mean? And so when, you, when, you, when you're trying to do all that stuff with a guy, it's just like a heavyweight boxing match, right? We all want to see the big, you know, yeah. uppercuts and knockout, but right. the blows that's really killing the opponent are those unsexy body blows. Right. And nobody looks, oh, man, he just punched him in his rib. Nobody talks about that. But those blows are, are making a huge difference. And so – that's why I said you got to be careful where you put him at so you're not breaking him down too much, in my opinion. Yeah. That, that's what I would say. Yeah, man, you painted that picture great. Greg, yeah. I, Demarcus Lawrence was on first take yesterday. Okay. They asked him about the loss to Green Bay, and mm-hmm. he said that the team basically was, was too tired. They were gassed. They were fatigued going into that game. I, oh. I, I wonder your thought and reaction to that because I mean just even as a fan I haven't gone through the grueling in and out from from, but it's the playoffs he's saying they were fatigued from the season yes he said every every game is like playing a Super Bowl now wears on you when you're with the Cowboys well Hall of Fame (laughs) level excuse making (laughs) Hall of Fame level excuse making right yeah I like well you can't say that you can't say that because every game in football NFL football for every team, it's like a Super Bowl because every game is so important. It's not basketball. It's not baseball. You, you got a very limited amount of games that you're going to play, and all of them have playoff implications on them until you're eliminated from the playoffs, and you guys know that. So you got to suck that one up, big dog. I mean, what do you, you – know, what do you, you, you can't get any sympathy from anybody right. off of that one. It's like, well, so does Kansas City. You know, so does San Francisco. You know, every game is like a Super Bowl for them. So was, you know, New England, especially when it was winning every Super Bowl that came out. But and every time people played them, you know, hey, they were the team to beat. But they still, you know, they stepped up and answered mm-hmm. the call. You, you know what I mean? Fantastic stuff, Greg. Yeah. Um, are you having a good week here? I am. I am. Man, this, this, this environment is amazing. I think this is going to be one of the Super Bowls for, for the books. Um, and I'm talking about off the field stuff right now. It's it's been amazing, 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 amazing. Uh, so hopefully the game is a very competitive game, and yeah. you know it can live up to the hype and all that stuff. But this week and all the stuff around here, Vegas has done an amazing job. They have. Um, NFL, everybody involved, uh, media, you guys, everybody, man, it, y'all y'all have all come together and done a great, great job with everything. You have anything to promote or tell the people? Well, about? you know what? You always got to have something to promote. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, 
started a recently started a nonprofit, man. Started to pay attention to mental health, right? Um, and several guys, you know, I've been blessed to play with, man. Dealt with it, you know. I, I deal with it to a certain extent, but some people are worse, you know, than others, if you would. And so we did a a film. Matter of fact, we screened it last night. Matter of fact, it's called My Dear. And so um, did that. Then started the nonprofit as well. Um, we have the app. It's, yeah, go encourage people to go download the app. It's called Getting. So G E T T I N G My M Y Help H E L P Getting My Help. Um, it's free for people to download. We have different um, videos of like we got two or three retired players up there, and then some other people up there sharing their personal experience with mental health. Um, and then we got a resource category that you know you can click on to find different resources. Um, and some information about mental health as well. And so just, you know, I, I, so many guys, man, I played with, and, and some of them while I was playing, and some of them when we retired, you know, it's like life just derailed for them, man. And, and some of them end up taking their own lives and stuff like that. Um, you know, Junior Seau is a guy that really stands yeah. out. Now, I didn't personally never meet, never met Junior Seau, but – he would seem like a guy. He seemed like a guy that had the world in the palm mm-hmm. of his hands. It's like, you know, you're Mr. Yeah. NFL. Yeah. And when football is over, you know, you can grab one of these microphones and right. make some more money doing that. Or if you wanted to coach, you know, you're a heck of a player. So, but, you know, we all know what happened, right? Yeah. And so I just wanted to help bring awareness to that man. And I wanted to reach out to the NFL as well. Yeah, you can look it up if you want to. I want to reach out to the NFL and see if they can help us um, because we're launching a 98-city walkathon. Want to go in 98 cities and have mental wellness walks. I think it would be very fitting if we can do it at least in the, the 32 teams area. I mean, they don't got to bring out all their guys, but whatever they want to do yeah. to send that message out to their communities, their local com- communities in their cities that, you know, the Dallas Cowboys – we are involved in helping with and bringing awareness to mental health. You know what I mean? However yeah. fashion they want to do it, I welcome them to be involved with that. So that's what I'm doing. Right on, man. Thank yeah. you for that attention to that. Yes. That, that's, that's great, taking care of the former players and yeah. anybody else. Gettingmyhelp.com. Yeah. Yep, yep. Thank you, Greg. Yes, Terrific Thank information you. and always good to see you. Thank you, guys. There he goes, Thank Greg you. Ellis, Thanks Cowboys legend here on 105.3 The Fan. And we're back. We'll get you a little Krusty's Corner and then that G-bag of the day here on The Fan. Well, thank you, Lucius. We're live on Radio Row. Thanks to Greg Ellis for jumping in that A number one air hot seat. And that was a fantastic conversation with him, his insights on what it was like playing for Mike Zimmer. It sounds like all the attention to detail and um, all maybe the tenacity that people feel like the Cowboys defense was missing from the coaching uh, staff. And uh, it's not done yet, though. Here's Brian Broaddus, king of the Krusties, with Krusty's Corner. Yeah, thank you very much, and I appreciate that. And, and thanks again to Greg Ellis. I was making kind of light of uh, we drafted in, in Philadelphia to block a guy like Yeah, you had to. Yeah. That, that, he was that kind of a player. And the fact he played in that 3-4, the 4-3, outstanding player, and he's doing a lot of great things. Um, yeah, this, this isn't done, and we're starting to see, you know, we're hearing that. And, and, and Tom Pelissero, I know he jumped on that early last night. I got some calls like during the last night and during the day people were talking about, uh, you know, hey, this, this thing isn't done yet. Michael Gelkin just uh, uh, on Twitter X uh, said the contract between the Cowboys and Mike Zimmer and their pick for defensive coordinator is not finalized yet. 
Three people close to the situation said no change from there from Thursday evening. Process ongoing. I anticipate them getting it done. Yeah. I do. I just think now it's going to be about Mike stepping up and saying, okay, you're going to have me here as a potentially as just a one-year guy. You know, I don't want you to, you know, please work with me fairly here. I mean, they have a great relationship, the Joneses and Zimmer and all that. So this 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 is something that I, I believe is going to work out. I don't think it's going to fall apart. Uh, you know, it, it would be interesting, though, that with Aiden Durde mm-hmm. now going to Seattle, was he the guy that would he been, would have been the fallback candidate here? You know, if, now if Zimmer says, oh, well, I'm, no, I'm not interested in doing that, well, then who is, who is the next in line? I kind of felt like that maybe even if you were looking for a linebacker coach, too, you get Zimmer, you bring in Ron Rivera, too, as well. Just let Ron Rivera be a position coach uh, type of guy coaching linebackers. Yeah. And now you got, you know, now you're mm. kind of wow. work, working that I think, angle. I think that would have been a great fit, especially if they had have gone with Aiden Dirty. Yeah. Because now you have an established guy that has called the defense that can kind of help that transition for a first time defensive play caller in Dirty. And then you have Ron Rivera, who is a fantastic linebacker coach. Right. Well, right now, I still do expect the deal to get done. I I'm do not too. that nervous about it. I, I think maybe number one, they wanted to get the big announcement out last night before we go into the weekend there NFL honors. There you go. And there's some buttoning up and I think sides get nervous when the deal's not done and somebody's saying it's done it's like oh no I'm not agreeing to the number you right, said right you know right. what what are we doing with this official announcement yet right. you know I, I need to make sure I'm compensated first and you know so I, I think this announcement probably came from the from the team they're confident that um, or this leak came from the team. They're confident uh, that a deal is going to get done, and all going into the weekend fully expecting Mike Zimmer to eventually be officially named the Cowboys' defensive coordinator. Like, yeah, and I I'm feel, excited about that. Yeah, I feel like the Cowboys, and, and, and listening to the guys like Darren Woodson talk yesterday, and then the Greg Ellis's, and, you know, and my personal experience being with Mike, yeah, keep him out of the draft room, but let him call defenses all day. You know, yeah. he's, Mike, Mike could be a little like he could be a little stubborn about things. Well, but. he seems exactly the right fit for all the things we've been talking about, right. Brian, with accountability, right. you know, attention to detail. That is everything that Woody and Greg Ellis just said when it comes to Mike Zimmer. The things that we looked at that defense and were wondering and lacking, and especially in that Green Bay game, Zimmer can come in and hopefully fix. Yeah, and full size linebackers. You know, yeah, the linebackers yeah. that he, I think he's going to insist on everywhere he's been. Yeah. He has had quality linebackers. Yeah, I, I think if you want to free up Micah Parsons then you know linebackers good play behind him could be absolutely you know massive for propelling him to the future I I took that to heart what Greg Ellis said about don't just make it about him for a lot of reasons you know you got to make sure you're setting him up to be in a position to succeed with the other parts of the defense and then the mental component that he mentioned was very interesting as well you start treating a guy like he's special and sometimes subconsciously the work ethic can come down so um we've heard maybe some whispers of that yes okay um now, it is the G-Bag Nation here on 105 Through the Fan. We are live on Radio Row. We missed the G-Bag of the day at 2.30. We'll come back and do that. Wolchuk's going to hit you with all the big headlines and the NFL news of the day coming up at about 3.10. And we're back right here at the G-Bag Nation. 